Hi, this is Apostle Baker J. Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, welcoming you to Really Telling It Like It Is program. And I want you to push the share button. I want you to call your friends, your family, your enemies, and all of those different people, because Apostle Michael Fram is back with me this week, teaching on sonship and teaching about the... Uh, uh, the different parts of it and different things that go on and how to honor and respect and how to be honored and respect. And he's just bringing it all together. And, um, you, know, you know, this is the week before Thanksgiving. And so I know that you're getting ready to interact with a lot of your people. And he's going to help you with things he's going to talk about today. And I just wind him up and let him go. And so uh, it's time for the winding now. Come on in. Here we go. Well, glory to God. We're going to pick up right where we left off last week. We were in the middle of talking about Elijah and Elisha. And it's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. There's so much in it. And there's so much that we can learn about sonship from the Elijah-Elisha story. And so we have left off, we were reading out of 1 Kings chapter 19. We read verses 19 to 21, New King James Version. It says, so he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, please let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, go back again, for what have I done to you? So Elisha turned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slaughtered them and boiled their flesh using the oxen's equipment and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. Now, we had already talked about last week that the instruction was to anoint Elisha to be prophet in his place, in his room, or in his stead. But it doesn't say that Elijah took, you know, a flask of oil or a horn of oil. That's what Samuel did with David, and he poured the oil on him. But here, Elijah took his mantle, and he threw his mantle on him. But the mantle signified the anointing. The mantle signified the call as a prophet. It was what identified him as being a prophet. So it was very symbolic. Elisha knew what it meant. And he's like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. What are you doing here? And what did I do? And he keeps on walking. So Elijah stops after Elisha really prevails upon him. And the very interesting at the end of those verses that we just read says, then he arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. I remember Bob Dylan had a song. You got to serve somebody. And, you know, we've got a lot of people that want to inherit things. We have a lot of people that want to get a ministry but they don't want to serve anybody. I want you to notice that Elisha started in serving Elijah. Long before 
Elisha ever became prophet in his place, in his room, or in his stead, Elisha became his servant. We remember that the Bible says that Elisha used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. That was customary of, you know, before you would eat, you would go and wash your hands. We do that today. How many remember, mama would tell you, go wash your hands and you soap, you know, go. And so it was the same thing, but the servants did that. And so Elisha was the servant of Elijah. And so they go on and, and they travel and walk together. Now, theologians, which I am not one, but theologians tell us that Elijah and Elisha, between when Elijah threw the mantle and between when Elijah was taken up in the whirlwind, it was approximately seven or eight years that they walked together before Elijah was taken up from him. We come to the end of their relationship in 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. Again, it's lengthy, and most people know it, but here's what it says. And it came to pass, when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. The mic translation, yeah, I know, shut up. That's, that's the mic translation. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho, came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? So he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Shut up. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elijah took his mantle. Interesting. When they first came together, Elijah threw his mantle over Elisha. But now Elijah takes his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water, and it was divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. 
I thought he threw the mantle over Elijah's shoulders. He did. Then how come Elijah's got it? Because Elisha didn't keep it. Elijah took it back because Elisha wasn't ready to carry it yet. He was called. The throwing of the mantle was the call of God. But he wasn't ready to carry the mantle yet. Oh, I, I wish somebody would hear me right now. Because we've got a lot of people walking around saying, I'm called of God. I've got the call of God on my life. And I'm like, wonderful. Congratulations. The process is about to begin. Now we'll see what you're made of. Because the Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. And what makes the difference of whether or not you're chosen or you ever move to the place of commissioning beyond calling is how you yield to the process and how you serve your master and how you walk with them. And the reason that many never make it to the place of commissioning is because they're not willing to serve anybody. And so this process, stay here. Now, uh, I ain't leaving your side. I am walking with you. Stay here. Uh-uh, not on your life. Don't you know? Yeah, I know. Shut up. Don't you know? Yeah, I know. Shut up. Notice the sons of the prophets, their revelation was correct. They were not telling lies. Their revelation was correct. But Elisha was not moved by correct revelation by the sons of the prophets. He was only moved by the fact that he had to walk with the man of God. That was all he was moved by. And so Elijah takes, notice it says, I want you to read this. Elijah took his mantle. Doesn't say he took Elisha's mantle. It says he took his mantle. So Elisha was not in possession of it. Elijah was. He threw it, but now he still got it. He took his mantle, rolled it up, struck the water. It was divided this way and that. The two of them crossed over dry ground. Verse 9. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked for a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elisha went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into pieces. He also took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had struck the water, 
it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Now, when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him, they said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. Hmm? And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Now, there's some really interesting stuff here that I want to bring out about sonship. Remember, we made mention of the fact that when they started the relationship, the mantle is thrown. It says that Elisha arose and followed Elijah and became his servant. He started by serving him. They're together for seven or eight years, walking in a process of a growing relationship. A mantle is thrown, but a mantle is not kept because the mantle is not ready to be carried. See, he had a call to be called as the successor to the man of God. He had a call to be a son that was raised up to walk in a place of walking in the mantle of his father. Now, I want you to understand that what Elijah is saying and what Elisha is saying, what do you want me to do for you? All right, you will not leave me. You're going to stay by my side. The sons of the prophets are telling you, and you're saying, yeah, I know, shut up. You will not leave my side. What do you want me to do? And he said, I want a double portion of your spirit to be on me. Now, I've heard of all kinds of people. See, he wanted to double the anointing. Wrong. He wanted to double the miracles. Don't you know that if you count up all the miracles that Elijah did and that Elisha did, that Elisha did twice? Yeah, that's true, but that was not his motivation. What Elisha was doing was talking sonship to Elijah. You have to remember that under the Old Testament custom, when a father passed on and the inheritance went to the children, the firstborn son got a double portion. If a father had four sons, it was not divided up equally 25%, 25%, 25%, and 25%. But the eldest son, the firstborn son, got double. And therefore, the firstborn son would get 40% of the father's inheritance. And the other three sons would each get 20%. Because the firstborn son got double. And so Elisha was speaking out of a covenant relationship with Elijah. And he said, I want the firstborn son's portion. I want the double portion because I am your son. Say, how do you know that? By the words that Elisha uttered. Because as the chariots come down and as the, the separation of the chariot of fire and the horsemen comes and they get separated and Elijah begins to go up. Elisha makes a declaration. He did not say, my teacher, my teacher. 
He did not say, my prophet, my prophet. He did not say, my mentor, my mentor. But he declared, my father, my father. And somewhere in that seven or eight year process, Elisha went from servant to son. He went from serving the man of God to being the firstborn son, getting the double portion of the spirit, of the very essence of Elijah. And Elijah said, if you see me, if you are eye to eye with me, if you see like I see, it will be for you. That's really what he's saying. It wasn't just like, okay, you're looking at me. He was saying, if you see eye to eye with me, if you're walking in agreement with me, if you see like I see, and you understand what I understand, then you can handle having a double portion of who I am. And it will be for you if you're seeing like what I am seeing. And as he's taken up, and as the declaration is made, my father, my father, the mantle falls. Now, Elisha picks up the mantle. The same mantle that was thrown on him at the very beginning. When God said, go find Elisha and anoint him to be prophet in your place. Mantle, throne, the call of God. Elijah, son, you're not ready to carry this. You can't handle this right now. You start serving me. You start walking with me. You develop relationship with me. I'll take that back. I come to the Jordan River. You're tagging along. Bam. I'll hit the water. Whoosh. And we will walk across. Elijah took his mantle. He didn't take Elisha's mantle. He took his mantle, because Elisha wasn't commissioned to carry it yet. Oh, I wish we could get some people that understood. You've got to grow to a place that you can carry the mantle that God has for you. And it only comes through that process of servanthood into sonship. I served Leo Fram. I walked with that man, and I did whatever he asked me to do. It didn't matter. Sometimes it was cutting the grass. Sometimes it was shoveling the snow. Sometimes it was leading worship or leading singing, and I can't carry a note in a bucket of water. But I did whatever he asked me to do. When you serve somebody, you come into the place that you can receive the impartation of who they are and what they carry. And so Elisha did that by walking with Elijah. And he saw as Elijah saw and was qualified to receive that double portion. Yeah, he did twice as many miracles, but he wasn't after that. He was speaking sonship. He was speaking, I am your firstborn son, and I am entitled to this. This is my inheritance as your son. Now he's qualified to carry the mantle. Elijah's mantle falls when Elijah's taken up. And Elisha now picks up that mantle. Now he's ready to carry it. Seven or eight years before, he wasn't ready to carry that mantle. He wasn't ready to walk in that office. 
And there comes a time, my brother and sister, when you move from being called to being commissioned. You move from being called to being qualified. You move from being called into being able to walk in the fullness of that calling. And that is the purpose of sonship. Sonship takes you to the place that you are ready to fulfill your destiny. It takes you to the place that you can walk in the fullness of what God has purpose for you. And what? You are faithful in that which is somebody else's. You are able to walk in your own. Because what? what Jesus said. Jesus said, if you've not been faithful in that which is another man's, who's going to give you that which is your own? And we've got people that think, I'm called, I'm called, let me just go and do. But you've never served anybody. You've never submitted yourself to anybody. And because you've never learned to serve and be submitted, you're not ready to rule and reign and run your own. And that's why we have a lot of people that are accidents going somewhere to happen. Elisha took those seven or eight years walking with the man of God, pouring water on his hands, serving him. I will not leave your side. I will not leave your side. I will do whatever you want me to do. Son, if you see me, if you're looking like I see it, if you're looking with my eyes and you're in agreement with me and we're seeing eye to eye, it will be done for you. The mantle falls. Elisha now picks it up. He can carry that mantle at this point. Now, the sons of the prophets, those that all along, don't you know? Yeah, I know. Shut up. Don't you know? Yeah, I know. Shut up. Now, the sons of the prophets, they see Elisha, and he's got Elijah's mantle. And Elisha comes right back to the Jordan River, just like he and Elijah had done before. And Elisha says, where? is the Lord God of Elijah. And he strikes the water. Whoosh. And the sons of the prophets, surely the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. How did they know? It wasn't just the mantle that he now possessed. It was the fact that he did what Elijah did. Because he was operating under the same anointing and the same mantle of his father. See, we've got to go through the process and move from servant to son. And this is what Elisha did in walking with Elijah. Now, I want to go into some things and make some applications and some points over today, what time we have left. And then over the next couple of weeks, we're going to, I believe, finish up through the month of November. And let me just go into this here. There, there's from these texts of scripture that we've looked at, we, we've already looked in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. We've looked in, in Malachi chapter 4. We've gone through Elijah and Elisha. Here, here's the things I want to hit home to, and we're going to be breaking down over the rest of this broadcast and over the next several weeks. Number one, there has to be a relationship that is ordained. The relationship must be ordained. 
Number two, I want to talk about the responsibility of the father. The responsibility of the father. And number three, I want to deal with the response of the son. The response of the son. Again, a little bit of alliteration. Leo Fram has, has laid that thing in my life. So the relationship must be ordained. I'm talking about the father-son relationship. The responsibility of the father and the response of the son. So first of all, the relationship must be ordained. If there's going to be a true father-son relationship, it is God that must set that relationship. There has to be a mutual drawing between the father and the son. Notice when God called Elijah to go to Elisha, there were many people that Elijah could have been sent to. But he wasn't sent to many people. He was sent to one person because God ordained that Elisha was the one that was going to carry his mantle and stand as prophet in his place. And so when we begin to look at the way God works in kingdom, it's that he ordains relationships. And there is a mutual drawing together between the spiritual father and the spiritual son. And if there is not a mutual drawing between a spiritual father and a spiritual son, it's a wish and a hope and a prayer, but not a reality. This is one of the reasons we have so many that go around, are you my father? Are you my father? Are you my father? Are you my father? When it is your father, there comes a time that you know because God witnesses it to your heart. And you don't have to question if so-and-so is your father because in your heart of hearts, in your spirit, you know that this is my father. And the fathers know it because Paul said, I became your father. And I'm going to quit right there. I'm going to pick this up next week right in this same area. And we'll go a little bit further next time, Doc. <laughs> say that when you identify and when someone is identified as your son that they don't immediately become your equal oh heavens no <laughs> heavens no <laughs> i'm sorry to upset folk but that's not how this works as my dear friend, Pastor Shailene Clinton, would say, that's not how any of this works. That's not how any of it works. And that's the mis that's the mis that's the mishaps. And I'm so glad that you got into teaching how to serve, because I learned to serve before I, oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you. Just thank you. Um, 
I'm, I'm I just thank you. <laughs> I mean, this was so needed. This is so needed. And uh, we're here really telling it like it is and really don't give a tinker's to to accept anything except you are provoked to really think about how you think about the kingdom of God, how you think about God and the way things really work. And we'll be back next week when we're here to really tell it like it is. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. God bless y'all.